Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We, ha- we haven't done this in a while. You notice no entry music, um, no, no introduction. Uh, there's no one to introduce. It's, it's yours truly, live and unplugged. We haven't done this in a while. Um, but you know what? I've had something rattling around in my chest, and uh, some dots have connected recently, and it's late on a Thursday night, and I said, let's plug the mic in. Let's record it. Let's see. Let's see if we can make sense with uh, some of these dots that have been juggling above my head and in my chest and now trying to see the world through the eyes of these dots. Um, Yeah, so I hope you're doing well. I hope this finds you and yours doing well. It's, um, this is a beautiful week. Um, Depending on uh, your upbringing, your background, your beliefs, your where you come from, where you were raised, how you were raised. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to walk through um, this Easter week. And I just finally um, had some stuff go, oh, that's what that meant. And, and then I realized, oh, you can only know and experience that after an event. And I want to talk about that event. Um, so before we get going, I got a page of notes here. My handwriting's terrible. I'm going to be chasing the rabbit, but uh, we're going to have a good time. Before I get going, I want to remind you guys, Anteogram Weekend, June the 16th through the 17th, Waco, America, the effervescent Chris Hewitts is going to be joining us. Um, friend of ours named Simone from Nashville, unbelievable chef, is going to be joining us. Uh, and it's just going to be a quiet, uh, uh, peaceful joyful, um, lively group that we're just going to figure out some stuff and learn about ourselves and figure out how can we go do our good and necessary work in a more peaceful and a more loving and a kinder, joyful, more forgiving, more self-controlled way. If that sounds like a good time to you, go to ashtongustafson.com slash anneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Annie stands for nine gram geometry, nine points. It's this nine point self-discovery tool that has been such a gift for me. And um, I'm just excited. I'm really excited about this crew that's going to be there. We've got a hotel rate for you guys. Email me if you've got questions on how to get to Waco. Uh, airplanes do fly there. Can you believe that? Airplanes do fly there. Uh, but we hope you would come see us there. But that, uh, that being said, I want to talk about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I kind of want to talk to three groups of people. Um, I want to talk to three groups of people. I want to talk to maybe some people that are, uh, they feel like they're in a Friday. Um, and I want to talk to some people that feel like they're in a Saturday. And then I want to talk to um, a few of you that maybe are in Sunday uh, and the opportunity um, and maybe even the responsibility of being in a Sunday and what that means for you. Now, first, you're like, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, what, what, where are you going with this? Uh, so this is Holy Week from the tradition I come from. Um, this is, uh, this is the week that we kind of say, uh, Hey, death has lost its sting. There's nothing left to prove. There's nothing to, uh, uh, there's nothing to attain. The tomb is empty. Uh, and for freedom, you've been set free. I mean, just how good is that? Like that is, 
That's soul medicine right there. For freedom, you've been set free. There's nothing left to attain. All there's left to do is enjoy. Love has the final say. Death has no sting. That's what I believe. That's what, like, that's what I believe. Um, and so some of you, uh, you, know, you know where I'm going with this. You're, you're like, I don't know about the God talk, the Jesus talk. Um, okay, okay, that's totally okay. Um, and, and, and none of this is here to convince you otherwise. That's the last thing I'm here to do is convince you of something that you haven't been able to taste, see, uh, walk through, experience, uh, and in the end, leave with some type of thing that we end up calling faith. It's the best word we can come up with it. Uh, but from the tradition I come from, uh, this is kind of, uh, this, is, this, is, this is the week. Like sometimes Christmas gets all the, uh, all the chatter, but this is a really big deal. Again, what's this week mean to me? It means for freedom you've been set free. It, it means nothing can separate you from love. Nothing can separate you from the image of love, which was the image you were made in. Um, this week tells me it's going to be okay. This week tells me there's nothing left to attain. This week tells me all there's left to do is enjoy. <sighs> this week even tells me be still. Just be still. It's okay. It's finished. It's been done. There's nothing to prove. Um, and so that's this week. And so you, you, you may go, Ashton, where, did, where does all that chatter come from? Where do you pull that kind of vernacular? How do you send one-liners off that sound really nice and neat, but I'm not sure I understand things like, for freedom you've been set free. All there's left to do is enjoy. Um, There's nothing left to attain. Um, There's nothing that can separate you from the love, and the love is the image that you've been made in. Like, this is, how do you get there? Um, Well, uh, let's first start with Friday. Um, (laughs) so I, uh, you guys have heard me speak about, um, kind of my crash and burn moment that began in 2012. And to be quite honest with you, uh, there was only one way, um, this four anteagram with a three wing, which if you guys are coming to the uh, gathering, that'll make more sense. There's only one way that a guy, uh, with the mentality that I had, Basically, from 2005 to 2012, there's only one way I was going to learn that, and it was um, quite a bit of humiliation uh, and a lot of loss. Loss in the form of um, social loss, in a way. Uh, Loss in the form of uh, personality. Loss in the form of um, who I thought I was. Loss in the form of um, ego, resume, uh, bio. I mean, like you, you, you fill in the blank, and I'm not going to share the entire story here. Um, but I, I, I had a massive, massive season uh, of loss, and um, because at 22 you get this thing called a degree, and they kind of teach you, at least they do in the business school, how to work an Excel spreadsheet, and, and that's kind of all you leave with. And then they go tell you to change the world, which basically just means outwork everyone around you. Be the first one to the office. Be the last one to leave. Work, work, work. Do, do, do. More, more, more. Um, And then, like, 
one day you just kind of get can't get out of bed because for you're pushing a decade of just burning the candle at both ends, shotgunning two Red Bulls a day, uh, not realizing that there's only 1,440 minutes in the day, and you're acting like there's 2,880 minutes in the day. Um, and so, man, I just I had this crash and burn, just total. Um, what now on this side of it ended up being. Uh, adrenal fatigue, which came out in many different physical ailments. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys, if I can be a little bit vulnerable tonight, um, it was some of the darkest days of my life. Uh, because, see, you, you build something, and you put your faith in something, and you put all your heart and strength into this thing, and then this thing doesn't sustain you like you thought it was going to. This thing doesn't get you out of bed like you were sold it was going to get you out of bed. This thing ends up lacking meaning. This thing ends up lacking purpose. This thing, it it's not necessarily going anywhere. And so this was my life, really early 20s, late 20s, pushing to 30. Um, and just had massive, massive setback. And for about two years, um, if I'm totally honest and vulnerable with you guys, it was just an absolute um, grind to figure out now who I was uh, and what that meant for me, for my life, for my family, for my businesses. Uh, if I'm not this, then who am I? If I'm not workaholic, who am I? If I'm not life of the party, then who am I? If I'm not, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, all of those things that I was pursuing, uh, it was massive, massive uh, identity loss. And so I went basically 2012 to 2013 uh, were some really, really dark days. Um, And so I changed a little bit. Um, but it, 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 it didn't feel normal yet. It, it felt, um, it felt like, uh, like Richard Rohr tells us, you move from a sense of orientation and then you move into a space of disorientation. So I had a season of Friday and Friday was the day when massive loss was happening. Something was dying. Something needed to be taken down. For me, that was the ego. Um, For me, that was um, the idea of who or what I thought I was here to do. Um, For me, uh, that was so many labels that somewhere out there I had gathered um, that I was supposed to be, and I was not ready to let those things go. I was not ready to say, these things aren't serving me. These things aren't leading me to more life, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more gentleness, more self-control. Everything I was pursuing um, was basically one more trophy, one more accolade, one more comma after the name, comma after that, comma after that, um, which to even say it now, is it, it feels so empty. Um, but that's what, that's what they tell us to do, right? You're 22. Go take on the world. Go do it. Go make a splash. So I'm doing that. Um, and I, it was total, I was, I was oriented there. But then, then life, my body, um, if I can use the word, uh, the spirit had to teach me 
um, that that wasn't necessarily the way. That wasn't leading me to the best and truest and highest form of who and what I was meant to be. And so I enter into, I, I enter this death period of Friday, um, and I enter Saturday. And so first I, I said I wanted to talk to the Fridays and the Saturdays and the Sundays. I want to talk first to the Fridays. Uh, I had a conversation yesterday with an individual that called me, and really it's where all of these dots begin to connect. Um, and we were just talking about the body and um, some things they were feeling and some things that they're, that I love this phrase, that their gut had been telling them. Uh, and so I shared my story and I, and I just said, well, this is, this is, uh, this was the life I was leading and these were the things I was doing and, and life was totally in between my ears. Life was one big massive game of chess and, um, once that started to get crucified, once that started um, to be let go of, to surrender to, um, once that thing started to die, I entered into this season of disorientation. And it was kind of dark. It was, it was so unknown. It was like, well, well, if that's not who I am, then, then, then who am I? And um, this friend I was talking to, I, I, I told him, I said, doctors had prescribed me medicine, medicine that cost a thousand bucks a month. Uh, they would say things like, you're just stressed. And they would say all of these different things. Um, and, and, and really what I wish they would have told me is instead, hey, you're stressed. I wish they would have asked this question. What are you doing with your pain? What are you doing with your pain? What are you doing with your suffering? What are you doing with that still small voice that at night says something along these lines? Is, is this enough? Was, is, is this what you thought it was going to be? Because I remember one of, the, one of the darkest nights of my life was in 2010. Had a great financial year. Raised the glass. Dom Perignon. The clock hits midnight. Um, and I asked myself, is, this, is that what I just did for 12 months? To do, to do that? To just raise cheers to that? Uh, it was a very, very lonely space. And so this Saturday came along, and, and the doctors are like, well, take this pill, or you're stressed, or whatever. And I really wish they just would have said, what are you doing with your pain? What are you doing with your suffering? Um, and if suffering's like a weird word for you, what, what are you doing with your frustrations? What are you doing with your anxiety? What are you doing with your guilt? What are you doing with your shame? You see, that was me. My, my guilt, <laughs> subsequently my shame, uh, which ended up coming out in forms of anger and frustration, uh, was all connected to a resume that I didn't have. So the resume that I had built, um, it still wasn't enough for me. It, it, it was, there was always someone a little bit faster. There was always someone a little bit further down the line. There was always somebody. Um, if I was running a four-and-a-half-minute mile, they were running a four-minute mile. Um, and so I started to ask myself in the Saturday period, what are you doing with your pain, Ashton? What are you doing with your suffering? What are you doing with your frustration? What are you doing with your angst? What are you doing with your anxiety? Um, what are you doing, um, with your shame? What are you doing with your guilt? And that was such a foreign, dark 
place. <sighs> Even talking about it, I mean, it's just like, man, reliving it a bit. Um, so I enter Saturday, right? So this me that I thought was me dies. I enter Saturday into a period of disorientation. Um, and it's just me and solitude. And what I found in the solitude, what I started to find in the solitude, uh, once I started confronting the shame, started confronting the guilt, started confronting the anger, started confronting the anxiety, um, I began to feel like I was falling into someone or something. And again, crazy kind of spiritual language, and you may be hearing it, and you may be going, this is not for me. I totally get it. Just walk with me here for a bit. Um, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that something or that someone the triune God um, that was catching me. So as I would voice my anxiety, voice my fear, voice my anger, voice my frustration, uh, voice my tiredness, oh my gosh, like it was, you couldn't say you were tired before this death. Um, and on that Saturday, I finally got to say, I'm really tired. I'm really tired of faking it. I, I'm, I'm really tired of putting on a show. I'm really tired of Halloween. Like, you want to talk about the false self? The false self is kind of like Halloween. Uh, I'm really tired of playing this game of trick-or-treat, which, P.S., I was only playing it with myself. There's nobody else to blame in that. Um, and I begin to feel like I was being held and caught uh, and loved um, and nurtured. Uh, and here's the crazy thing. I begin to start to feel renewed. I begin to start to feel refreshed. I begin to start to feel um, alive again. Alive again. So in 2012, I mean, I had a Friday that lasted almost 24 months. Where this thing, this person, this whatever that I thought I was, um, it had to die. It had to. A, it wasn't sustainable. B, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't the truest form of me. It wasn't the best form of me. It wasn't a form of me that was pushing towards more kindness, more gentleness, more patience, more peace, and so forth. And so in this period of disorientation, um, this Saturday, it was dark and it was lonely, but I had to do, I had to be still. I had to be still. I had to sit in the dark for a while. And the funny thing is, the longer you actually sit in the dark, and the longer you actually, after, after you've let it all out, after you've let out the shame, after you've yelled the anger, after you've yelled the frustration, after you've let go of the angst, after you've let go of the anxiety, you start to hear something. And this thing that you start to hear is the name that you had before you ever really had a name on a birth certificate. You, you, you start to hear that you are the beloved. That you have always been loved. That, that the deepest point of you, the deepest part of you, is actually a reflection of of this triune God, a reflection of divinity, a reflection 
of love. And then here's the crazy thing. You start to understand and you start to know that love keeps no record of wrongs. That love keeps going in the end. That love always hopes. That love always perseveres. That love isn't this banging symbol. That love is actually the truest thing that has been holding you every millisecond of your days. And you only hear that when it's really dark and it's really quiet and it's just you. And maybe some of that vernacular is off for you. You're like, eh, I don't know. The love thing, the God thing, I I don't know. The Trinity thing, I don't know. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. There's hope that this would breathe something into this, this may inspire curiosity, some wonder, some questions, some curiosity. Um, really, I, I don't share this to say this is the path. I'm really just sharing this to say this is what I've learned on my path. And so that was Saturday. So I had 24 months of a Friday, miserable, horrible, public humiliation, um, total disorder. Who am I? What's going on here? It's just, just the, 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 the walls came down. The walls came down. And then I entered Saturday. And S- Saturday was about a year. Saturday was about a year of, of, of dark but quiet. Uh, the death had happened, but it was disorientation. Um, it was trying to figure out, what, okay, what now? What next? What's this mean? Um. And the only thing I can tell you (laughs) is on this side of it, and I'm going to say today is is a Sunday. Um, I can't say that every day, but today, April 13th, um, at the soul level is a Sunday. Um, I can only say that there is only something that death can teach us. And it's really cliche to want and ask and portray a life of resurrection, but something has to die. And here's what I also know. The Sunday that I'm living in right now, eventually there will come another Friday. And all of the things that I develop and learn and ideas and beliefs and different things like that, they will come to fruition. And guess what's going to have to happen? I'm going to have to surrender and let go to those things, enter a period of disorientation, and arrive at another place of Sunday reorientation of resurrection. And here's the crazy thing. This is the pattern of everything. This is the pattern of atoms and molecules. This is the pattern of the tulips. I guarantee you, you're anywhere today in America, and you've probably seen some type of pastel tulip. Guess what? That thing was a bulb before it was a flower. And it went somewhere really dark and really silent and really cold. And it sat there, and it got some water put on it. And then the sun started to warm the dirt around the quiet and the silent dirt. And eventually it bloomed. And it is telling us, this is how things are. This is how 
reality works. And here's the deal. This is for us in terms of our businesses. This is in terms of us with relationships. This is in terms uh, of us with ideas, with whatever you have. There will come a time when certain ideas, relationships, businesses, all of these things, they've served their time. They've done something. Now they must take some form of transformation. And transformation, if you look at it, is the pattern of everything. Now, here's the thing about death and resurrection and transformation. Only you can allow it, and only you can say no to it for a long time. But at some point, it will have its way. At some point, you will come to the end of your rope where the only thing you know left to do is to let go and surrender. And that is exactly the point when transformation can take you on its journey towards resurrection. You know, um, Jesus showed us this. And immediately that right there stirs up all types of beliefs in people and thoughts in people. And even just to say the, the Easter story and to talk about Jesus, there are a lot of people right now Maybe very well, maybe rolling their eyes. They very may, very well maybe saying, "Not for me." Um, okay, okay. Um, I can only tell you this: um, that when a guy like this shows up and he says that he's the way and he's the truth and he's the life, and he shows this pattern. And he takes on this pattern in the most humiliating, gut-wrenching way mankind has ever seen. And he comes out on the other side. And the tomb's empty. And he announces that you are loved. That all there's left to do is enjoy. That there's nothing to prove. That there's nothing left to attain. When he announces that from the empty tomb... I can't imagine a better, more peaceful, more unbelievable message. It is mind-blowing to think about it, right? It's mind-blowing. It, it defies all laws that we know of. Science makes no sense. Logic makes no sense. Um, reason makes no sense. Um, but I believe that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. And I have found this pattern to be something I can trust. For 29 years, I didn't trust it. For, for 25 years, I, I believed in it. For, 25 year, uh, for 29 years, I professed it. Uh, but for 25 years, I didn't follow it. And the guy that comes out of this tomb, and he says, I'm the way. This is the way. This is the truth. This is the life. Um... He just said, follow me. Follow me. Come this way. Watch what I do. Just do this. And so what does it say? What does it say that the image of the invisible God takes on this Friday death, this dark, quiet, silent space of Saturday, and this Sunday makes this announcement that you are loved? Oh, and that, by the way, this is the way reality works. I mean, this is a message that we've missed. I think the biggest dots that I've connected, I was talking with my friend and I was talking about this waltz from Friday to Saturday to Sunday. 
um, one of the greatest things that we've missed is that that's the path. That's the path to a better you. That's a, ba- that's a path to a wholesome you. That's a path to a truer you, a healthier you. And so maybe the question is what needs to go? What needs to go? And if you're in Friday and you're, and you're really in the middle of figuring out what needs to go and it hurts, yeah, it freaking hurts, man. Um, it's awful. It's awful when the ego has to go. But guess what? The ego isn't you. The ego isn't you. Allow the ego to serve you. Allow your doing to be powered from your being. And that's what Sunday announces. And so, if you go to church this Sunday, awesome. If you don't, totally okay. I hope some tulip trips you up a little bit. I hope whether you walk through a park, whether you drive down a highway, whether you go buy a dozen of them or something, you know, we always talk about pausing by the orchid here. I need you to pause by the tulip. I hope the tulip whispers to you, this is the way. This is the way. I was once a bulb. Got real dark. Had to let go of that. And now I'm this. For you to enjoy. Now I'm this to beautifully be me in the universe. And simultaneously, I'm here for you to enjoy. A transformed you is a two-in-one gift. This is when the music happens. This is when the music plays. This is why we have this stinking podcast. Like the music starts to play when a transformed you is now powering all of his or her doing from his or her divine being. And that thing fulfills, satisfies, makes that individual feel like they are doing their good and necessary work, and simultaneously, it is a gift to the world. Does it get any better than that? The toughest thing is nobody but you can figure out what it means to die. And our boy Richard Rohr, the great Franciscan, says you have to die before you die. And when you're on the other side of that, when you're in Friday, I mean, excuse me, when you're in Sunday, you now have this, you now naturally say things like, nothing can separate me from this. The worst thing happened to me, and it ended up becoming the best thing. (laughs) The worst thing happened to me, and it's the trophy. It's the trophy. Death doesn't have a sting. I've been transformed, resurrected. And here's the deal. This isn't about tomorrow. This isn't about a future you that then gets to go spend eternity in heaven. Yeah, I'm totally down with that and totally believe that. But what if you could become a sense of heaven here on earth? What if you could become the truest, holiest, purest form of you. I often say one of the most challenging things we will do is become the individual we were originally whispered to be. What if dying is how you do that? What if letting go is how you do that? What if surrender is how you do that? 
Oh, man. This is... I hope this is salty for you guys. I'm really just verbally processing my life story. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so so Sunday people, okay? So Sunday people, if you've, if you've had this, um, you've been entrusted with something very special. And the thing it must do, the thing that it must do is never allow yourself to point. And never allow yourself to point at another and say, this is where that must go. This is where that must die. This is how you must do this. When you're in this space, you hold your hands open a lot easier. Life has much more of a flow. You have now entered the flow of how things are. And here's the deal. That is a place of 100% joy and compassion. Joy and compassion. So guess now what you have to do with the announcement of the Sunday that you've just walked through. Find people. Love people. Be compassionate. Be kind. Forgive. Persevere. Hope. Don't boast. Don't have a big head. Don't be a banging symbol. Um, you are now a human version of love. And guess what you've just done? You've put the human and the divine together. Sometimes the divine, to sh totally shine through you, a lot of the human aspect has to go. The ego has to go. The ego has to go. And I know that someday it's coming, and I'm going to have to shed it all again. I'm going to have to shed it again and shed it again so that I can become the more peaceful, redemptive, joyful, pointing towards love human that we are all called to. That's what we're called to. That original being that you were whispered to be, that's what we're called to. And so what does this mean? What, what, what does this mean now that you've moved through Sunday? What, what, what does this mean for your cynicism, your pessimism, your habits, your businesses, your career? your relationship, your friends, your family. What, what does this mean? Friday people, people in the midst of some pain, Friday people, let me talk to you. What's this mean for you? What's this mean for your frustration, your angst? Friday people, what are you doing with your pain? What are you doing with your pain? Saturday people, what, what, what are you doing with your angst, your anxiety. So you've, you've let go a bit. The transformation process has started. What's that mean? Who is that calling you into? What is that calling you to? What do you have to leave to get into a beautiful, sunny, lovely, glorious, flower-blooming day? The pattern of everything is death and resurrection. The pattern of from the atom to us, <laughs> to flowers, to business, the pattern of everything is death and resurrection. And that is the best news that this Sunday could ever announce. Ah, <sighs> friends, I hope, I hope, I hope my verbal processing helped in a way. If it didn't, hey, press fast forward. 
we've, we've got more guests coming along. Um, but I leave you with grace and peace. And as you approach this week, as you approach your Friday, as you approach your Saturday, as you approach this Sunday, may you pause by some tulips, listen to the bluebird sing, and be love. <laughs>